last time on Oz Hour. Okay, last time on Oz Hour, they were they met with the scarecrow and were like, "Yeah, all these bad things are gonna happen." And he was like, "Uh huh, let's go talk to Ozma." So they go, they go, and they go, and then they run into Jack Pumpkinhead, and they're like, "Yeah," and then they go, and they go, and then they get there, and Ozma's like, um, plucking her little roses, being like, "Uh, yeah, this isn't that big of a deal. Like, we have certain things like fountains and stuff that we're gonna go to and figure things." out so that's where they go they go over to the fountain and then she uses the fucking magic belt to make dust in the tunnels that all these bad guys are coming into and so they come in they're dying and they're like let me get that water and then that water makes them forget everything and then everything's okay again and then they all get sent home through the belt once again makes no damn sense but that's what happened and then they go to glenda because they're like glenda this this doesn't we don't want this to happen anymore we're done you know and she's like yeah I know I actually have a book that writes everything down so I already sealed it up and Oz is sealed up and ready to go the end hi there and welcome to episode 34 of Oz Hour the only place where you can hear everything you never knew about the wonderful and strange land of Oz that's right with the help of some alcohol we will be discussing each of the 14 books in L. Frank Baum's Wizard of Oz series today we will be beginning book 7 the Patchwork Girl of Oz, covering chapters one through four. We're your hosts, Blake Stone and Wyatt Swain. And joining us as always is our resident Oz initiate, and they go, and they go, and they go, and they go, Hannah Aguirre. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Hannah, you just played last time on where you recapped the end of book six, uh, The Emerald City of Oz, right? Well, yeah. Okay, thank God. That's the um, only thing I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> It took you one minute and ten seconds to cover it, and I will say you're lucky we're not grading you tonight as we are starting a new book. Um, also, listeners, as usual, Hannah attempted to summarize the entirety of our previous book, The Emerald City of Oz, so stay tuned after the credits for that absolute three-minute and four-second masterpiece. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, Highly insane. recommend to listen. <laughs> uh, before we started recording, Wyatt, you went ahead and whipped up some cocktails. That is correct, actually. Tonight, I prepared a drink that I call the Ruby Heart, uh, the recipe for which can be found on our Instagram at Oz Hour Podcast, and the recipe for which also lives in my heart. I will say it smells so good. So here's the thing. Mm. Hannah doesn't like grapefruit, and this is a fresh-squeezed grapefruit in here. Wow. Yeah. We so. did recently order, like, four pounds of grapefruit from a basketball I team. Like a full bushel. Box. A bushel. Yeah. A bushel. 40 grapefruit. Okay, let's slurp. All right. That's delicious mm. and tart. Whoa. Yeah, grapefruit's good, bitch. Do you like good, grapefruit? Bitch. It, that's not what normal grapefruit tastes like. That's because seventh you- book, seventh <laughs> book. No, we're not doing seventh that. book. Book seven, The Patchwork Girl of Oz, by L. Frank Baum, published in 1913. Prologue. So this is the first book we've gotten that has a prologue, <laughs> and basically, L. Frank Baum tells us he has been officially named the Royal Historian of Oz. Great title. <laughs> um, contact between Oz and the outside world was cut off at the end of the last book, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Three years ago. The children <laughs> in... I feel like I usually say we're in the real world, but what I should say is in our part of the world, because we're on the same world. 
Um, but in oh, our part of true. the world, children were begging L. Frank Baum for more stories from Oz. And the children of the world suggested that L. Frank Baum use wireless te- telegraphy? Yeah. Telegraphy? I would say telegraphy. Okay. To contact Dorothy and ask her for some more stories. <laughs> so, just so you know, we are we are receiving the story we're about to tell you. This is direct from Oz. Bec- <gasps> it's direct from uh, from Oz. Uh, because with the help of Glinda the Good Sorceress, communication was established, allowing L. Frank Baum to write more Oz stories because he and Dorothy can communicate by telephone? Tele- it's like a telegraph. It's I don't understand really what it is. It would have been an easy mirror? thing to look up. No. It's <laughs> No, it's not magic. It's earth science. Well, Mm-mm. it's important to know there has not been an Oz book for two years. But now, because L. Frank Baum invented wireless communication, you're getting an Oz book two years later, baby. Damn. It's actually crazy because you're right. Like, he's referencing a technology that did not exist. Like, you couldn't transmit something wirelessly like that back then, right? Is that crazy? Without wires seems crazy. Like a telegraph? Come on, man. It's 1913. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. (laughs) All right, and that is the end of the prologue. And Blake, what would you call that? Prologue. Chapter one, Ojo and Unk Nunky. We begin in the Munchkin land with a Munchkin boy named Ojo and his uncle, Unk Nunky. Like Uncle Nunk? Uncle Nunky. <laughs> no, You're, Nunky. You like switched it. Like you flipped Uncle it. Nunk. <laughs> uncle Nunk? No, Unk Nunky. Um, so we really start with some dialogue. Well, yeah, the whole first chapter is dialogue, which is unfortunate. But the first thing we hear is something very Oz, very classic Emerald City Dorothy is Ojo is asking <laughs> if they have butter. And Dorothy loves butter. She loves butter. <laughs> um, Nunky says, isn't. Which you, yeah, you might think that's crazy. Mm, that's not what I... <laughs> That's not what I asked. Ojo's like, damn, no butter? Well, where's the jam then? And Unknunky says, gone. Where'd he go? Ojo's like, you're telling me all we have to eat in this whole house is bread? He also lists everything they don't have all the way from cake to apples. So he's like, we don't have apples or cakes or lemons. We don't have any oranges or or pieces of ham, no wings. He just goes off. And uh, that's how I feel in my kitchen sometimes. <laughs> that's how I felt today, honestly, uh, for no good reason. There's also a snowstorm coming. We should go to the floor. Yeah. We are. So Ojo's like, no bread. We don't have anything. All we have is bread. Unk Nunky strokes his beard. He says, all. <laughs> so Ojo sits down by Unk Nunky yeah. and he just starts munching on his dry bread and thinking. Yeah. He sits on a little stool. They're like looking out the window at their farm or not their farm at just their land basically because they're looking out at a tree and it's a bread tree which they have like it's just like the lunch pail trees um it just grows the food that you can eat and so that's why they only have bread well yes and furthermore they only have one loaf of bread because there are two loaves on the tree but they're not ripe yet 
So they're eating their last oh God, so they bit can't even, of like, bread. Eat the bark or something? No, no, the bread tree. It's not made of bread. It grows, it just grows bread. Loaves. Oh. So like the loaf is like green, and if you bite it, it's bitter. I assume. Oh. I don't know, oh. but it Why is unripe. Not ripe bread. So I know. They're looking at this terrible image, and Ojo's like, Unk Nunky. <laughs> Why are we so poor? <laughs> Whoa. It's very direct. <laughs> it's giving Kansas. It is, it is, yeah. It's it's very innocent. But uh Unk Nunky is like not Yeah. We learned that Unk Nunky speaks in as few words as possible, which yeah. I'm sure you've noticed. I picked up on. Um mm-hmm. but since they live alone together, Ojo like understands him. Like he is basically an uh, a nunky translator. Yeah, he's an expert. Um, he's the only one you would think, maybe even, <laughs> who knew Unk Nunky. You would think. Uh, but Ojo's like, are you sure we're not poor? <laughs> like, we don't have anything. You sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> but Unk Nunky in Infinite Wisdom is like, house. And <laughs> Ojo's... I mean, yeah. It's, well, okay, it's true. But then Ojo's like, well, everyone in Oz lives in a house. Like, Everyone has a house. Like, so, like, what else do you got? And he's like, bread. But Ojo also complains. And this is a very, like, good tie-in to our knowledge of Oz. No one in Oz will go hungry. Everyone has enough to eat. But, like, you have to be at the food to survive. They (laughs) live all alone in the woods. Their garden isn't growing any food. So Ojo's like... Yeah, sure. Like nobody in Oz can starve to death, but we're not going to have any food unless we go find it. Yeah. They just their garden's dying. Yeah. Um, and Unkin Nunky doesn't like this conversation. He just kind of <laughs> well, shakes sometimes his head. you have to face reality, Unkinunky. Yeah, he's yeah. just a little distraught. But <laughs> Ojo's just like, you know, if we don't leave tomorrow morning and go find food, we we could starve. They'll be the like, first hungry people in Oz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Unk Nunky's like, where? <laughs> but, okay, asking the right questions <laughs> now. So here's something interesting, though, because Ojo is like, I don't know where. All that I remember in my life is in this house, and I've never gone anywhere else. And that reminds me a lot of Ozma. Tip, yeah. Well, yeah, it's Tip. Mm-hmm. Because Tip was like, I've always been with all or Mombi. I don't know why I'm here. I started out quite skeptical of Nunk for that reason. I, sorry, I call him Nunk. I guess I call him Unk. I, I, He's Unk my is what you should call him. Hey, Unky. Uh, oh, hey, Unky. <laughs> um, but no, that like made me very suspicious of him. Yeah. But then as we read on, I'm like, oh, he's fine. Maybe, um, maybe. So far, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ojo tells Nunky he must know of some place because he's old. He must have traveled all over Oz in his younger years. Um, and all Ojo knows is the house. Ojo says that he kind of describes for us all that he's able to see of Oz from where they are, which is the view of the mountain out the south, which is where the Hammerheads live, if you recall. Oh, Hammerheads. First book? First, yeah, first book. book. Dang. They got, and, Yeah. And then yeah. he can also see the view of the mountain at the north, where they say nobody lives. <laughs> well, uh, I was you, like, I know someone. Well, you do know someone, and so does Unk Nunky, because Unk Nunky says one, and Ojo's like, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> one time it took you an entire year to tell me this story. About one family. <laughs> There's one family who lives on the mountain of the north. It's Dr. Pipped, who is the crooked magician, and his wife, Margot Lott. They live very high say, up on the mountain. Margot Robbie is in this book. Al <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Frank Baum predicted Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Um, but. So what we learn is that the good munchkin country lies on the other side of the mountain. Um, and it kind of like shares the border with the Winkies there. No, the Gillikins uh, on the other side mm-hmm. as well. Um, and that's where there's plenty of fruit and food to eat. So thinking about all the food in the other part of the munchkin country, Ojo's like, you know, it's kind of funny that we just live here in the middle of the forest all by ourselves, right? And Unkunky just says yes. Just yes. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Ojo's he's like very on board for that. Yeah, he's like maybe we should like go um, on a visit to like Munchkin Country, like see what they have to offer. There's all the jolly people there. Like we can get some fucking food. Like please. Unk Nunky says too little. Yeah, his first, his longest sentence that we've ever yeah, heard. It took a lot out of him to do. That. He's like Exhausted. too little. <laughs> but Ojo's like, hey, like I can walk as far as you i can walk as fast as you and also we have no food so like we actually have to for our survival get out just the fuck out of here yeah, yeah. unk nunky doesn't answer for a long time finally ojo is just like done waiting for a response he lights a fire in the fireplace and they just kind of sit there yeah um ojo tells unk to eat his bread uh and then it's time for bed and then Ojo goes to bed and Unk Nunky does not also go to bed. He sits up thinking for a long time yeah. about something. And the fire is flickering on his face. It's so All dramatic. True. It literally <clears throat> says, but Unk Nunky did not eat his bread. Neither did he go directly to bed. Long after his little nephew was sound asleep in the corner of the room, the old man sat by the fire thinking. That's the end of the chapter. Damn. Wait, that's not my line. And that is the end of <laughs> chapter one. Ojo and Unk Nunky. And Blake, what would you call that, please? Ojo Stir Crazy Stomach. <gasps> chapter two The Crooked Magician. So at dawn the next morning, Unk Nunky gently wakes up Ojo and says, Come. Come and Ojo. I like I like Unk Nunky. <laughs> yeah. He feels protective. Yeah. I and just like, you know, fewer the words the better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and people love that about him, mm-hmm. as we'll find out. Uh but Ojo dresses in the normal munchkin fashion. So I don't know if you remember what Uncle Henry in the last book was told to wear in the munchkin fashion. It was all blue. It was like a blue witch's hat with a pointed brim. Um, it was like tur- curled up boots, and that's what Ojo wears because it was all that's what yeah. all Munchkins wear. It's all just mm. and it's all just the blue shit, like blue silk stockings, blue knickers with buckles, blue vest braided with gold, blue wide brimmed hats with bells around the brim that jingle when you move. It's and blue pioneer. It's a blue all blue pioneer pi- pilgrim, American yeah. pioneer pilgrim. Sorry, he but pioneer. Ojo does wear blue like shoes where the toes curl up like elves. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Unk Nunky wears pretty much the same thing, but with boots. 
Yeah. Blue boots, uh, presumably. Yeah. And gold cuffs. So Ojo oh. sees that Unk Nunky did not eat the portion of the last loaf of bread that he left out for him last night. So Ojo cuts it in half, eats his half. Unk Nunky puts the other half in his pocket, which like, again, like what you were saying, like, I like Unk Nunky. I do, too. He didn't eat his half of the loaf. Now his half was halved again, and he let Ojo eat his half. Unk Nunky rocks. Yeah. Um, but they head toward the door, and again, Unk Nunky says, come. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, like, they're leaving, and Ojo is, like, super excited to see Oz. He's never seen anything except his own house. And for some reason, we learn that they leave the door unlocked. They just, like, close it, but it's not locked. It's, and I guess it's because they live in a really safe neighborhood. No, I think it's to show us that they live so far away from anyone. Like, uh, I guess. Because they say, like oh someone like nobody's gonna come along and fiddle with our door and if anyone did come along they would not even notice us because it's dark that's fair um but uh they walk along they walk along ojo is over the moon he's so done living in the woods um they walk (laughs) for a while and they make it to the bottom of the northernmost mountain which is where the munchkin lands on the other side um there's a path that goes left and then there's a path that goes to the right, which is directly up the mountain. Yeah. So they're about to like enter the wilderness because uh Unky's like, okay, we're going right that way, right up there. And that is right toward the home of the crooked magician. Obviously, Unknunky does not say anything. So he's just like, I'm going this way, like in yeah. his head. And Ojo knows exactly why. It's like, we need fucking a place to rest. Um, and, and these are their serious closest hype. neighbors. They're I... climbing a mountain and they're wearing formal wear they're wearing yeah. knickers they're wearing oh uh, yeah class boots a bell rimmed hat they're probably wearing a waistcoat it's in literally like free solo out here i yeah. god yeah it, and this is not the first time i have a problem with like the clothes people were wearing in this book but uh but this is the first one and i'm like why yeah. are you hiking in this because you knew what you were gonna do that's actually an excellent point that i've never thought of but these are real these are munchkins and we don't spend a lot of time with munchkins we spend a lot of time with yeah. magical beings who can't sweat so like this, <laughs> that's true so that's probably why true. it stood out to they you. got lungs um unk and ojo hike up the path all morning at noon they sit down and finish the last of the bread that unk put in his pocket so like, he halves the bread again. He's sharing his half of the bread with Ojo again. That's a good man. When Ojo has had a half and then another half, he's now had it's three like, quarters of the bread. Like he should yeah. be full for the yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nunky just rocks, though. So at this point, it's noon. And they started at daybreak. So it's been at least six hours. And then... They have lunch, and then they hike two more hours. So this has been like an eight-hour hiking day, like they almost put in a all shift. uphill. Yeah. yeah, it's like, and they're doing—they're not getting paid for this, and they're like, eating little tiny pieces of bread. Yeah, Unk Nunky has had one half of one half of one <laughs> half of a piece of bread. Like it's nothing at that point. I have gone on eight-hour hikes. All of them ended up coming back down. That it wasn't just up, 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 up. Yeah. So I really uh, wonder how far they actually cleared in that. I mountain. mean, that's interesting because they're not doing hiking. They're doing like backpacking. Yeah. They're, and they are planning and to Ojo's stay somewhere. never left the, the yard before, so he must be like, <gasps> Yeah, <He's> seriously. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. 
Something like that. <laughs> Definitely. So after about two hours of walking, though, they finally can see Dr. Pipt's house, um, who is their nearest neighbor. As they approach the house, they notice it's very large. It's painted beautifully. It's in the dome shape of the mum- munchkins. The gardens all around the house are full of blue flowers and trees, but like delicious blue cabbage, blue, blue lettuce, carrots. They, everything is blue. Bun trees, cake trees, chocolate caramel plants. Blue buttercups with real blue butter. It's insane. And the house is like in a clearing on the mountain. But when you look around the house, it is just dense forest all yeah. around the house. Wow. And Portland. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, very forest park. Uh, but but they get to like the house. An old woman answers. She's wearing all blue. And this is Margolot. So she is Dr. Pip's wife. And she welcomes them as any stranger, she would welcome them into her home. Yep. Ojo asks if they can see the crooked magician. Because he's um, very famous. And mm-hmm. Margalot, his wife, tells them that Dr. Pipt is very busy, um, but they can at least have some lunch, <laughs> since they must have traveled so long to visit this lonely place. <laughs> and Ojo's like, yeah, we traveled a long way, but we're way lonelier than you. Yeah. <laughs> She's, oh, it's a competition now. She, yeah, it, <laughs> it is. She's like really surprised to hear this. And she's like, how remote can it be? Would you come from the blue forest? And Ojo's like, yeah. And <laughs> she's like, so you're Unk Nunky, also known as the silent one. And Ojo the unlucky. And Unk just says yes. And Ojo's like, people call me that? he's never heard that in his life because he's only heard one word at a time he's only seen one person who doesn't talk (laughs) he doesn't have time to be making up nicknames like like, he's a little surprised but he's also like no yeah I mean (laughs) that's who I I get it (laughs) but Margalot tells Ojo she's like you know you're very unlucky to live alone in that dismal forest but maybe your luck will change yeah, you're leaving. You're getting out now. Yeah, just switch like, it around. Like, yeah. get rid of the un. You'll just be lucky. There and he's go. like, great. Yeah. Thanks for that beautiful advice, dear stranger. Yeah. Um, so she feeds them piping hot stew, a dish of blue peas, or sweet milk with a delicate blue hue, which sounds like rot. Everything <laughs> is blue. Yeah, blue <laughs> stew. Blue pudding with yeah, blue plums. I'm not eating that. <laughs> um, so after they eat... Margalot asks them if they're seeking her husband on business or for pleasure. Because um, he's the local magician and local as in very far away from everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's important to note for you, Hannah, just keeping up with this chapter or the next few chapters. His name is Dr. Pipped. He is known as the crooked magician or just the magician. But my notes might keep up with what the book says. Which means I might say different things sometimes. Okay. Um, but Dr. Pipped is the crooked magician. Dr. Pip is crooked magician or magician. You yes. got it. You, you got, got it. Got it. And his wife is Margot And his wife, Margot Margot Robbie. Yes. Yes. That's um, the only way I'll remember it. <laughs> so she asks this question, business or pleasure? Unk Nunky just shakes his head. And Ojo's like, actually, we're just traveling. We only stopped here for rest and refreshment because you are our nearest neighbors. And we've been walking all day. Um, and Margolot thinks for a second. And she's like, well, you know what? 
Unk Nunky and Dr. Pipped were great friends a long time ago. Which, what the fuck? Like, yeah, when were okay. we, I guess we learned that here. And so she's like, he just nope. really, you know, he can't really explain himself. It's true. Honestly, though, this book does kind of a lot of that where, like, you just get really important information in, like, a sideways comment. Yeah. I feel like he. These first few chapters, sure. I feel like he thought he was writing a play or something <laughs> where it's like the dialogue will reveal all, you know? And it is. <laughs> um,. It's better than exposition, maybe. But So Margolot tells them that the Crooked Magician is very busy just now, but as long as they don't disturb him, they can come into the workshop and watch him prepare a wonderful charm. Yeah, so they can come watch. He's like, don't fucking talk, but you can come back here. And so they go back, and they get into the Magician's workshop. It's the very back of the house. It's round because it's a munchkin building, but... There's a fireplace, there's a bunch of windows, and over the fireplace are four kettles, like four big pots, and they are just boiling, and there's a blue log underneath them flaming, and they're just bubbling over. It's insane. And Dr. Pipped is stirring all four of them (sighs) at the exact same time. Two hands and two feet. But the feet are wearing shoes, and there's spoons strapped to them. So he's just stirring with all four. I'm doing it. (laughs) Dr. Pipped is so crooked that he can use his legs just like arms because they point in such weird directions. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's not that cute. It was not the type of crooked I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. No. You wouldn't. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to discuss that, I think, later. Okay. But Unk Nunky... (laughs) <laughs> walks right over to greet his old friend, thus breaking the do not disturb him rule. Yeah. And just places his hand right on his bald head. Yeah. Oh. He does a full, like, palm of it. And mm. Unk Nunky says, what? <laughs> and uh, insanely, the doctor is like, oh, the silent one. And he wants to know what I'm doing. He doesn't, he even, just knows. He doesn't even look He at doesn't. Him. He doesn't look up at all. And this, though, is kind of also fucking insane, is he's like, well, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm making the power. Brace yourself. I'm sitting. I'm sat. Okay, go for it. I'm making the powder of life. See, Dr. Pip. Is this a prequel? (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Dr. Pip is the only one in the world who knows how to make the powder of life it takes him several years to make a single batch and this batch is almost done it's really close and he's making this batch specifically for his wife because he's like hey like my wife wants it for a purpose like i'm making it right now uh, and like we're so close. So Margolot takes Ojo and Unk Nunk over to the window seats to sit down and have a chat while they wait for Dr. Pip. Yeah, because he's almost and done. He's Margolot trying to wrap it up. tells them that Dr. Pipped, the crooked magician, foolishly gave away all of the last batch of the powder of life to an old witch. <gasps> Could you guess her name? Mombi. That's her. And if you recall, in the book that introduced Mombi, The Road to Oz, mm-hmm. they said that Mombi was making deals with a crooked <gasps> magician. Not yes. The Road to Oz. 
Oh. Oh. What is it? Oh, oh, not the Road to Oz. Yeah, it's uh, the wonder, the marvelous, marvelous, the marvelous, yeah, the marvelous. <laughs> anyway, um, so he traded his powder of life with Mombi. Uh, he traded her for a perpetual powder of youth, but she cheated him, and the powder didn't work at all. If you recall, in the marvelous land of Oz, Mombi is like, I gave him some bunk shit. And yeah, we'll see. It's if all this corroborating powder the story. Of life even works. It's like, all being L. corroborated. Actually, he's doing callbacks. Yeah, he, yeah. He reread one of his books. It's for an one. inside joke. It's crazy. It's always <laughs> the marvelous land of Oz, too. Oh yeah. Well, that I was. I feel like that changed important. everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was um, a crazy book. Yeah, it was fucking but, crazy. Yeah. So Margolot's telling Ojo and Unc Nunky about the how the powder of life trade, and Ojo's like, "Well, yeah, but." Maybe the powder of life doesn't work either. And Margolot's like, <laughs> no. No, yeah, it's we tested perfection. it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. But do you know what they tested it on? Oh. Uh, a couch. Ooh, good guess. It's not the gump. But uh, <laughs> they tested it on a glass cat. Oh. And that cat has lived ever since. That cat's alive today. Yeah. Where? The, there's this. In the glass. Or. Dainty China country. Somewhere no, around she's, the house. She's around here. Oh, she just. Ojo's living. like, whoa, a glass cat. And Margolot's like, yeah, she's like a good conversationalist, but she's super self obsessed. She refuses to catch mice. We're a little irritated with her. Yeah. They gave her pink brains um, made of something that we don't under we don't learn about and they gave her a heart made of a ruby which is the inspiration for our drink the ruby heart oh. um, but her brains are too smart and her heart is too cold because it's a stone yeah. so they don't like her that much and the next cat they animate will be brainless and heartless <laughs> so Ojo's like Let's move on, honey. <laughs> yeah, he's like, let's this get is Frankenstein. A, give me a history yeah. lesson instead. He's like, so what did Mombi do with the powder of life that she got from you guys? And Margolot's like, oh, well, she brought Jack Pumpkinhead to life, of course. Yeah, he's one of Ozma's favorites. Don't you know about that? Ojo has never heard of Jack Pumpkinhead. Or Ozma. He doesn't know about anything about the Land of Oz. He's only lived with Unk Nunky in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Um, and so... Ojo asks Margolot what special purpose she wanted to do with this powder of life that she has now. She tells Ojo that she wants to bring her patchwork girl to life. The patchwork girl of Oz. The patchwork girl of Oz. Yeah. Okay. So here's where it's all going to start. New Dorothy? Oh, but patchwork. But patchwork. (laughs) So Ojo says, oh... What, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a pretty reasonable question. Which is like us freaking out and then him just being like, what? Patch yeah. so what? <laughs> she's kind of like, I, I'll i get her for you. I'll show her to you because <laughs> yeah. she's kind of hard to explain. She's probably had to do this with so many guests. Yeah. So many people have come over and she's told them and she's like, Fuck yeah, I'll go grab it to <laughs> show you. So. I can't explain. She does tell Ojo that she's always wanted a servant to help with the chores, but since they live so far up the mountain, no employees want to come and work there all the time. Mm. Um, so her husband was like, well, why don't you just make a girl or a servant? I, I guess 
he didn't specify girl. He's like, why don't you just make someone and I'll animate them with the powder of life and then they can be your servant. And she's like, oh my God, great idea. So at first she didn't know what to make the girl out of, but when she was rummaging for materials, she found an old patchwork quilt that her grandmother had made. And And then I'm sorry, but I have to jump in because what happens is crazy because Ojo's like, for some reason, patchwork needs to be explained to Ojo. And I get it's 1913. Things were different. And they're also in the Munchkin Patchwork country. Patchwork doesn't seem like something people wouldn't have known. Yeah, especially back Alfred then. Alfred Baum was a land grabber. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so for some reason, she has to explain to him that Patchwork is made of many colors, many fabrics. Like It's like something that like is many... I don't know. It's it's something they've never used in the Munchkin country, though. She yeah. explains... Because Munchkins love They love blue. blue. So no one would ever fucking want to use that. If you're mixing colors. Yeah. Yeah. This patchwork quilt that she found to make the patchwork girl with has been in a chest for at least 100 years, maybe more. She forgot about it. Because there's absolutely no purpose for it, which is why I'm like, why'd your grandmother make that? Was she a fucking revolutionist? So Margolot thought the patchwork quilt would be perfect for the servant girl because that way she would never be proud or haughty like the glass cat was um and she wouldn't be munchkin blue yeah and (laughs) And they're really out here just creating things yeah it's (laughs) honestly it's horrifying because in the beginning i really liked margo a lot but then the more i hear the more i'm like god yeah because she's like oh yeah like it just all seems like a little experiment it is yeah and she's like oh yeah when the patchwork girl comes to life her colors will be so unpopular and so terrible she'll never be rebellious she won't think she's equal to us she'll understand that she's an ugly little (laughs) whoa 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 dude i haven't even heard some of those words before but she'll know it so Unk Nunky is like good idea. Oh no, don't it, you didn't say this. It was word. hard for him to say because it was <laughs> long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Margolot's like, yeah, so I cut up the quilt, I stitch it into the shape of a girl, I stuffed it. Um, and she goes to a cupboard in the room, in the workshop. She opens the doors so that she can show them her patchwork girl. And that is the end of chapter two. The Crooked Magician. And Blake, what would you call that? Blue dreams and patchwork schemes. Chapter three. The Patchwork Goyle. So Ojo examines the patchwork Galil with wonder. Um, she's taller than Ojo is. She's plump with her cotton stuffing. Her form is made from patchwork, uh, you know, the patchwork quilt. Um, and Margolot also dressed her in a patchwork skirt and a patchwork apron with pockets. And, <laughs> and this is the part where it gets kind of like, ugh, because she's going to come to life. And her feet... She has red leather boots with pointed toes just sewed on to the ends of her legs. Yeah, she doesn't and have that's her feet. feet. Her feet are yeah. just shoes. Her feet are shoes, <laughs> boots. And then um, 
Her okay, hands this are. This is giving like girl version of uh, Scarecrow. It kind of it is. It's very that. It's very that. We're even going to talk about how the ears are constructed, just like we did with Scarecrow. Oh God! But um, she, uh, her hands are stuffed to perfection to form these perfect little fingers with gold plates uh, at the ends to serve as fingernails. fingernails. Uh, she's like tra- she scratching your face, and it's a gold plate. Uh. Mm. So since Margolot had plenty of time to work on the patchwork girl because the powder of life takes so long to make, uh, she was able to take great care in making the head. Yeah. hear about it? She spent a long time on the head. Let's hear. She had too much time. Uh, Her hair is brown yarn. It hangs down to her neck in several braids. So she's just a working girl. She likes a practical haircut. Her Mm -hmm. eyes are two buttons. Silver suspender buttons. From a pair of the Crooked Magician suspenders. And they're they're tied in with black thread, so there's a big black pupil in the middle. And her ears, you might ask, are made from golden plates. So gold is the most common metal in Oz. Of course. Um, It can be used for various purposes because it's so soft and pliable. So she just... Pounded some down into the shape of ears and yeah. sewed those on. And I don't uh, love this next part. Horror. Oh. Patchwork, patchwork girl body. body horror? This is patchwork body horror. Oh. <laughs> because the woman, the only thing the girl is missing is a mouth. Uh-oh. And so she cuts a slit in the girl's <gasps> face. Then. She... <laughs> <laughs> Then she sews two rows of white pearls on the top and bottom to serve as teeth. And then a plush velvet tongue. Ew. And she Ew. did not need that whole last mouth. And I, I do find it interesting velvet? that Dr. Pipped and Margalot gave, like, they talked about their glass cat, who they gave brains and a heart. And now the patchwork girl has a mouth with working teeth and a tongue. Ugh. But Jack, the sawhorse, and the gump never needed anything. Any of those things. They brought together the fucking... Does uh, she eat? Like, Well, she... she I guess we'll find out. I don't know. I mean, she can't. Nothing from the power of life has had to eat. It's like, well, then why does she the need like, a mouth like that? And a tongue so she can form words, I guess. Yeah. Ugh. That doesn't... So the Patrick girl's face, it's made up of many colors. Yellow, blue, red, purple. So it's kind of hard to think of her as strictly beautiful because she has so many colors on her. Yeah. But... Ojo says that Margalot should have made her face pink instead. Which I guess is supposed to mean skin tone. I think so. Which is interesting. Um, Margalot's like, yeah, well, I didn't have any pink. And that doesn't matter because she's not meant to be beautiful. She's <laughs> yeah. meant to work. <laughs> she's like, I don't care what the fuck she looks like. She's going <laughs> to clean my house every day. Uh, and Ojo's like, well, what about like her brains? Like, what does she have her brains? Because we already learned that the glass cat has pink brains. So mm. Margot Lott is like, oh, my God, I totally forgot about brains, Whoops. which is insane. Her husband's been working on a powder. Yeah, it's like years, you had so much time. And she forgot about brains. It's ugh, yeah, I it's annoying. Her. And like, I don't think we're supposed to hate her. But unfortunately, I he liked made, her before. He made her super hateable. I liked her before. She's like, oh, my God, thank you for reminding me about the brains. Um, but I don't want to give the Patrick girl very good brains because all she needs to do is be a good servant. Unk Nunky, he says, wrong. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, that's how I felt. You might wonder why. 
he would have said wrong. Ojo translates for Unk Nunky, and he's like, what he means is that a servant needs good brains to properly obey and understand your tasks. Yeah. When you tell her directions, she has to be able to understand them, but it will be a task to get the measurement right is the thing. Margolot's like, you're not wrong, but I do want to find like a delicate balance so that she doesn't become high and mighty yeah because she really is really worried about her being like the cat basically over oh i see like yeah being like oh like i don't have to do this i have enough thoughts of my own but margolot goes to a large cabinet she throws it open and inside there's a bunch of like tiny little blue bottles and each bottle has a little label on it and margolot's attention and hands and everybody's attention go to a section called quote brain furniture furniture i furniture had me looking up the definition for furniture and i, I got it, the results i expected i guess yeah if something is furnished it's decorated and filled with so i guess well, okay that does fillings. make sense mm. so the bottles on the shelf are labeled obedience cleverness judgment courage ingenuity amiability learning truth posy and self-reliance Margolot pulls down the bottle labeled obedience. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, Margolot is going for the obedience <laughs> one for her servant. Not fucking surprised. She pours several grains out into a small dish. So the brains are little beads, and she just like sprinkles them into a bowl. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. And then she puts it in the microwave, and then out comes a girl. Yeah, out exactly. comes a girl <laughs> right after the microwave. Uh, <laughs> but she starts with obedience, and of course, it's like sure. So then uh, she also adds amiability, so like being like nice to people. After she pours obedience, amiability, and truth, Margolot decides yeah, that's enough. The patchwork yeah. girl doesn't need anything else. That's all she needs. She yeah. needs to be friendly. She needs to be honest and she needs to obey. Um, Unk Nunky walks up to the cabinet. He puts his finger on the bottle marked cleverness and says, little. <laughs> and, yeah. And Margolot agrees. <laughs> yeah. He's widow. Like, little. <laughs> widow bit. <laughs> but Margolot's like, yeah, like, I get what you're saying. Like, she should be at least a little bit clever. Um, like, I'll put some in. So she's about to do that. But then from the other room, from the workshop, the magician is calling for her. He's like, quick, Margolot, come help me. I need help. (laughs) And so she fucking books it into the workshop. Yeah, she goes over. She helps him take the four kettles off of the fire. um, And inside the kettles, the liquid has all boiled away. And in the bottom of each kettle are a few grains of a fine white powder. Yeah. So Dr. Pipped takes the powder from each of the kettles, pours it into this dish and like mixes it up. It turns out to be like a handful of white powder. And Dr. Pipped was like, this took me six years to make this powder. And even just this handful is like worth more than a whole kingdom. Like this is the most valuable thing you've ever been near. And he's kind of going off. And Unk Nunky is like obviously very interested. And so is Ojo. But Ojo is also like, what about that patchwork girl's brains? Because it seemed like you were turning into her turning her into like a like mindless like obedient servant yeah. yeah so he goes to do some justice he doesn't think ojo it's does fair. ojo does yeah. Ojo, yeah. he sneaks ojo away. like never really left the cabinet he doesn't think it's fair that she's only getting obedience and kindness so ojo adds a little bit of every single bottle oh <gasps> 
to the oh dish. Joe. Um, yeah. Nobody notices him fiddling around with the brain furniture, and then after he's done doing this, which. I'm surprised that after or only pouring three things, they wouldn't notice that he poured a little bit of everything. That's what I heat. thought too. But Margalot comes back and she's like, "Oh, I was doing brains." So <laughs> she returns to the cabinet of bottles. Uh, she pulls down the bottle of cleverness and she adds some. And, and Ojo is like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh, fuck, oh my fucking that? god! Gonna be the smartest person I've ever met." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's like, "Oh my god!" Like, cause he. Like, he didn't just put a little cleverness in. He put a little of everything, and then he gave a dollop of cleverness. <laughs> so he was like, oh, oh my God. God. And, and Margo... He, he literally is telling himself, like, water off a duck's back. Like, yeah. He, he is <laughs> trying he is not like, to lose it. There's no such thing as too much cleverness. It's yeah. fine. He's I, making it's it makes sense to himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, he could have and should have probably said something. But before you know it, Margolot takes the dish full of the brain powders. She goes over to the patchwork girl. She rips her head open and then she pours the powder in and then stitches her back up good as new. Yeah. But it's fine because she's not alive. Like it's not that morbid because she's not alive yet. Yeah. But if she was alive, yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Hopefully she was put under. But Margalot tells her husband that the girl is all ready for the powder of life. But the crooked magi- magician tells her that the powder won't be ready for use until tomorrow morning. But he's like, at least it's cool enough now. We can bottle it. So I think this is really cute. He takes a gold bottle uh, with a pepper box top and fills it with the powder. If you recall, um, it was described in The Marvelous Land of Oz that Tip had a pepper box full of the powder of life. Yeah. But I always pictured that as like one of those big ass like Morton's sea salt boxes. Oh, yeah, but that's what I would. Kind I of think picture. when he was saying pepper box, he meant just like a salt shaker. Like I, I imagine shaker. like the salt shaker that looks kind of like a uh, like coffee mug mm. and it has the handle with oh, the, yeah. the top like, of the hole. Uh, that's okay. what I was imagining my whole that's life. Not so what I was imagining, but I I do like the reference to the original word. Yeah, um, but. He bottles it. He puts the bottle into his cabinet. He locks it up. And finally, Dr. Pipt is like, well, it's nice to be done with six years of stirring those kettles. Yeah. So let's sit down and visit with Unc Nunky. Six years he's been doing that. Just with his arms and his legs. Yeah, it's so bad. Jeez. Um, but he's like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk with Unc Nunky. And Ojo's like, you're going to have to do most of the talking. Unc Nunky is the silent one. <laughs> but Dr. Pipt is like, oh, I know. That's what makes him so nice to talk with. Everybody else talks too much. Yeah. Which is just classic L. Frank bomb, <laughs> I feel, honestly. It is. And the magician is like, okay, let's like just go over and sit down. But Ojo says, hey, like... Magician, don't you find it annoying to be so crooked? And (laughs) the magician is like, oh, I'm quite proud of being so crooked because many magicians are accused of being crooked and I'm the only genuine one. Genuine. But he is crooked. He's super crooked. Ojo is like looking at him. And he sees Dr. Pipt sit down in his chair that is designed Uh. to be crooked to help his body. And when he sits down, one of his knees is under (gasps) his chin. His other knee is by his lower back. The small of his back. It must twist around. Uh. But he's just, he doesn't look 
miserable. He just smiles. It's He's just the way his, to, his life is. How his body yeah. is for whatever yeah. reason. And the Crooked Magician explains a little bit of Oz uh, politics to at this us. Point. Yeah. yeah, because... He, for no particular reason. <laughs> yeah, he just says it. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, like, well, maybe he's trying to c- protect himself. Because he's like, hey, the only reason I'm doing magic is, like, my own amusement and purposes. Like, um, earlier or before, way too many people in Oz were doing magic. And Ozma said, hey, that's enough. Way too many of you are doing magic. We're not doing that yeah, here We've anymore. had a problem with wicked witches. Yeah, we've had we, wicked witches. Yeah. We had a mombie. We've had all sorts of shit. So actually, no. Only Glinda practices magic. And Glinda never hurts anybody. Also, the Wizard of Oz, who is Glinda's assistant, basically, at this point. Yeah. So whatever. His magic is excellent at this point, And he is Glinda's right-hand man. Yeah. Um. But the crooked magician, he's allowed to use magic for things around the house, like yeah. a glass cat to catch mice or a patchwork servant girl. He just can't do it professionally. Yeah, he can't mm. use it as his job. So that's great, honestly. That's a very common sense like stipulation, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, he's not selling it. Yeah. Um, and OJ's like, wow, that's cool. But like also magic in general is very interesting. That must be a really cool thing to like study. Yeah. Dr. Pip's like, it's super interesting. I used to perform magic just as good as Glinda's. Um, Some of my best work includes the powder of life and the liquid of petrification. Yeah. And (laughs) it doesn't sound useful. We get a lot of information about it. It just makes things solid, like marble. It turns whatever it touches to marble. So the examples we have are that there were Kalitas attacking (laughs) him. And he threw the liquid on them, and they turned to to granite, and now they're yard decorations. Oh, the other one, Medusa. it is Medusa. giving Medusa. <laughs> and the only other thing is, there's like a wooden table in the room, and he's like, "Hey, this is like wood, right?" And he's like, "No, it's fucking made of granite, and it'll never break. It'll never wear down. Oh, Frank it's always Baum, granite." Like, recently learned about petrified wood. I, don't I know. guess so. He's um, obsessed. But Unk Nunky, he's like, fine. Yeah, he likes that. Just then. They're scratching at the back door. Rats. A shrill voice calls, <gasps> let me in. Ew. Hurry, let me in. Margolot goes over to the door. She doesn't open it. And she calls to the door, act like a good cat and I'll let you in. Uh... And the cat says, Meow. How's that, Toots? Yeah, or your, something. Your like Highness. That. Yeah. <laughs> Margolot opens yeah. the door. A cat enters, walks into the center of the room, and stops because she sees Ojo and Unk Nunky. Yeah, very cat to me. Unk Nunky and Ojo can't help but just stare at the cat <laughs> because, don't get mad, it is the most peculiar thing they have ever seen. And that is the end of chapter three, the patchwork goyle. Oh, and Blake, okay. what would you call that? The cat's meow. Uh. Ooh. <laughs> chapter four, the glass cat. The glass cat, as you may have imagined, dear listener, is made entirely of glass. Clear as a window. Or so we're Completely told. Completely transparent. Do they clean you- her? 
They must. They must. She probably or cleans she, herself. Oh, actually, oh. she does clean herself. Yeah. She cleans herself like a normal cat, which is bizarre. But um, she is so clear. You can see the ruby heart in her chest. You can see the pink jewels that make her brains. Oh. She has two she emeralds has emerald for eyes. eyes. <gasps> Other than oh. those things, she doesn't have any color. She's just clear. Um, her tail is made of spun glass, and it's beautiful, but it sways like yeah. a cat's tail. It's it's giving insanity. I <laughs> see. You can't imagine. I ate some psilocybin, and I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the cat is like, well, magician, you must have forgotten your manners. Haven't you introduced me yet? Yeah. It's, Whoa, it's, this she does have a mind of her own. Fucking evil. Dr. Pipped <laughs> is... Like, oh, so sorry, glass cat. Um, this is Unk Nunky, the descendant of the former kings of the Munchkins before the country became a part of the land of Oz. What? Whoa. Like, what? Ooh, that's a lot of information. Unk Nunky is the descendant of Munchkin kings? Why are they out there just by themselves starving? Why are they out there? Well, you wonder. You would wonder. And we will continue to wonder. The cat is sitting there cleaning herself um and she's just like he needs a haircut (laughs) (laughs) and unk nunky just says true (laughs) (laughs) the crooked magician he's like well just so you know glass cat unk nunky has lived in the alone in the forest for years and though it's a barbarous country there are no barbers (laughs) yeah that's it (laughs) i'm but on done So the glass cat's like, yeah, who's the dwarf? The magician is like, that's, that's a child. A, that's not a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> that's a boy. Not a fully grown person. But yeah. He's like, here's the thing, glass cat. You've never seen a boy before. And so he has to explain to her that he's small because he's young, but he's going to keep growing with age. The and glass cat <laughs> is like, is that magic? <laughs> <laughs> the magician is like, yeah, it's nature's magic, which is the best magic. Unlike the magic that made you, because you actually suck. You're impudent and cold-hearted, and you'll never grow. Yeah, and also we've oh seen. Oh my god! No wonder they're trying to make a fucking <laughs> something completely opposite well, of yeah, this. Right? The cat literally is like, I wish I wasn't even born. Oh I didn't want to be in this world. Honestly, though, that's their it's fault. The gum. It is. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I wander in your gardens all day. I come home and I listen to you and your fat wife go yeah. on and on and literally, on and on. That's a quote. <laughs> like, should, it's like they're in like a like triad relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah. With like, the- I'm pissed with all of you. <laughs> um, but the magician's like, hey, the brains I gave you are too fucking good for you. That's why you can't think right. She says, take them out. She yeah, take them out. Much. Yeah, he's like, put pebbles in my head. Yeah. Take them out. And he Please. was like, I'm going to fucking try, but first we're going to get the patchwork girl yeah. up and running. He's like, that's actually a really good idea. I don't know why I didn't think yeah. of that. And then uh, the cat I like, actually spent all these years trying to make a whole other being yeah. make myself feel better. I've been pretty busy for the because last Because you've been making years. me feel bad. <laughs> well, the cat thinks the girl looks fucking awful yeah she's like you're gonna bring this thing to life yeah and Um, he's the mission's like it doesn't matter if she's ugly like she's just a servant and you have to treat her respectfully because like she is going to be like the servant and you are the cat the cat whose name (laughs) is apparently bungle is like bungle no i'm not going to respect a potato sack yeah um and bungle's like why don't you make her pretty like me I'm so pretty to look at. Yeah. And then she goes into the mirror and she's like, 
on tie. Oh, I'm so pretty. You did her so dirty. I'm so pretty. <laughs> yeah, she kind of goes off. And Margot <laughs> is like, hey, she's pretty, like, considering she's made of my grandmother's quilt. So she looks pretty good. And also, like, she has more colors than the rainbow. And so the rainbow's pretty. So I win. Bungle stretches. She lays down. She's like, whatever you say. Just feel sorry for the girl is yeah. all. She's just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all go to bed. Because that night... Ojo and Unk Nunky are gonna stay at the magician's house and just chill out that night. And has it only been one day? It's been one day. So oh they, my! They, well, so God. we we met Unk Nunky and Ojo last night, and this morning at like sunrise, they left there. Yeah, so it's been oh. like a day and a half. What the? so they're spending the night with dr pipped and margalot and ojo is so happy about this he has never seen anything other than the forest and unk nunky those are the only two things he knows all he knows is forest unk nunky eat hot chip and lie this is a lot Um, yeah and that's that's the thing is he's like man like i just saw more things than i've ever even known and tomorrow Mm -hmm. he's gonna see the patchwork girl get brought to life and he's gonna get to spend some more time with that glass fucking cat his mind is blown and that's not even there's so much more so here's what we learn, because <laughs> there is so much more. When the Munchkins decided to merge with the rest of the Land of Oz after Ozma became the ruler, Unk Nunky, like the heir to the throne of the Munchkins, was like, I'm just going to retire with baby Ojo in the woods where nothing unusual ever happens. Yeah, they um, just went to live in the Blue Forest alone. He could have been why. the king of Munchkins. Um, so he moves along... Ojo's grateful that he and Unk Nunk started to run out of food to eat because <laughs> yeah. otherwise he never would have left. Yeah, if the I was Blue Ojo, Forest. I'd be like, "Uh, oh, why'd do you do that?" What? Yeah, <laughs> and that's what why'd like makes me, me here. It makes me think of Mombi and Tip, where I'm yeah. like, "What's yeah. your deal, Unk Nunky?" Um, but he does seem like a sweet old man. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just but, what he wanted. He didn't think about yeah so much of what like the this other... kid's gonna grow up. Yeah. yeah. But Ojo is so excited, he hardly sleeps at all that night. Everyone gets up the next morning. Margalot cooks a delicious yeah. breakfast. And she's a great cook. And she's like, hey, this is the last thing I'm going to cook for a while. Okay. Because after this, we're going to have the patchwork girl come to life. She's going to clean all the dishes, and she'll be cooking from now on. This whole like announcement is giving me very Rocky Horror, where it's just everyone standing around while Frankenfurter's like, I'm going to make... A boy, you know, like I don't know. It just felt very like self-important, but Honestly, in a dramatic this whole way. Thing has been giving me like a yeah. little bit of Frankenstein. Honestly, yes, yes. vibes. Oh, it is Frankenstein for sure. Yes. and it is also the self-importance of it because it is like she's like, oh, like I'm the main character. You guys came here on your way, and to be fair, they were already making a patchwork girl. <laughs> like, like they that's are just the main what characters. they were doing. Yeah, this is, has um, nothing to do with Uncle. Or Ojo. But Margalot says that the Patchwork Girl's first chore is going to be to wash the breakfast dishes and dust the house. She uh, is. Leave excited. the girl alone. <laughs> leave her alone. <laughs> That's what she's made for, I know. man. Oh, no. Like, no. Ro- what, you're going to say, free the Roombas next? <laughs> if they. If they were brought to life. <laughs> yeah, well, I never but, put a little powder on them. Yeah. Dr. Uh, Pipped is like, oh, by the way, Margalot, I saw you getting some brains for the patchwork girl. What qualities did you give your servant? 
Margot, oh my gosh, I forgot. Mar- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about everything else. Margolot's like, well, I didn't want her to feel above her station like Bungle does, so I only gave her the qualities required of a good servant. Yeah. Ojo's palms are sweaty. Oh He's sweating. I'm sweaty. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I really should not have fucked with those brains. <laughs> that, when the intrusive when the intrusive thoughts win. Yeah. Yes. yes. He's like, why did I do that? He's like, okay, so if I tell them what I did, they're going to be mad. Or I could just be like, what's done is done. But then I'm going to feel guilty. But he's also like, I think Uncle Nunky said, saw me anyway. So yeah. like, and he didn't say anything, yeah. but like he never says but anything. Uncle Nunky never like, says anything at all. Yeah. So he's like just rationalizing it all. And... After breakfast, they all go to the workshop, and the cat is lying in front of a mirror, and the patchwork girl is just lying limp and dead on a table. So <laughs> Dr. Pipped is all like, all right, let's work some magic. Oh yeah. My He's like, you guys are about to see something fucking insane. No one else does this. It's just me. And then he's like, now start some music. <laughs> because he wants what? the first thing the patchwork girl hears to be music. Like a beautiful music. So okay. Dr. Pipped goes over to the phonograph mm-hmm. and turns on a record. He puts on a technology that is unheard of. Yeah, it's like, what? Is that? <laughs> yeah. um, he winds Who the it up. hell is L. Frank Baum? <laughs> so... But he has to wind it up. It's like screwed onto a table and then has like a big gold like phone on it. So it's just like a normal what you'd think of as a gramophone. Okay. Margalot is like, well, the main music she's going to be hearing is my orders, but I guess it's okay to start with a little orchestration. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, the only song she's going to hear is me telling her what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sure. So like, the let's give her plays, music. The music plays. They all gather around the patchwork girl. Bungle even comes a little bit closer because yeah. she's curious. Dr. Pipped says, all ready? Margalot's like, everything's ready. Dr. Pipped leans over the patchwork girl and he sprinkles the powder of life over her head and arms. And that is the end of chapter four, The Glass Cat. Damn. And Blake, what would you call that? Let's play God. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the end of our episode for today. Thank you for listening to Oz Hour. Please join us next time as we continue with Chapter 5, A Terrible Accident. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Oz Hour Podcast for the latest on everything Oz. Oz Hour. Created and hosted by Blake Stone and Wyatt Swangham. Co-hosted by Hannah Aguirre. Audio production by Charlie Johnson. Theme music written and performed by Rudy Klobus. Cover art by Valentin Lucas. Last time on Oz Hour. Okay, so the whole fucking book. They start off in gloomy old fucking Kansas. Everyone's broke. No one has money. Boo-hoo. Dorothy goes to fucking... uh, Oz and tells Ozma all these things and she's like bring him bring him bring everyone come on (laughs) (laughs) and so fucking Uncle Henry and Uncle M show up they're scared out of their goddamn mind (laughs) that's an Uncle Hen (laughs) anyway anyway (laughs) they all show up (laughs) and fucking
<laughs> they hate their lives. They hate it. They're like, we got nothing to do. No fun or no, you know, we're bored. We're bored. And so they're like, okay, get the fuck out of my house. You shaggy man. Uh, Wars. Uh, the guy with the mustache, green guy, Ombi, Ambi, Ombi, Ambi. Um, no, not Ombi, Ambi. Yes. Oh no, yes, Ombi, Ambi. <laughs> Who else? Who else wizard. is in there? The wizard. The anyway. Uh, yeah, they're all there, and they go on to their journeys where they meet all these crazy people, like the cotton clips, who are weird and interesting. We don't need to talk about them. And then we run into the um, the rigorimals, rigorimals, rigorimals. <laughs> and they um they are like puzzle pieces i'm pretty sure that fall apart i'm pretty sure those are those ones and if they're not there's other people that are the uh, fucking they expect me to know way too many people in this book honestly but they they meet those people and then they dorothy gets lost she meets utensions and they and, and she gets captured by them and then she runs into bread and then she runs into bunnies and then she runs back into the gang again and they're like oh hey welcome back here we are ha 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 uh and who else do they meet they meet uh, maybe they meet other people i honestly don't remember and i'm just going to keep moving forward um and they meet go to the tin tin man the tin woodsman and they are learning about all oh my god i even forgot to bring up all these evil people there's general guff he meets all these uh, evil people and they're all gathering to destroy oz i'm just gonna move past that i'm not gonna give any more information uh, anyway so <laughs> they they go to the tin woodsman and and they meet with the scarecrow and everyone's like oh my gosh like this horrible thing's gonna happen oh yeah and ozma also knows about it because she like looks in the mirror and sees like that everyone's like getting together and planning things and she's like oh cool they're gonna destroy oz <laughs> nbd uh and then <sighs> they all i'm back at dorothy and all them they end up going back to oz oz must being chill and then they defeat them by making them drink forgetful water and they seal up oz and call it a fucking day done 